Parshas Chaye Sarah says Sarah was Nifter, and it's brought down that Vayakam Avram me'alpane me'isai. Avram rose up from the presence of his mace. Rabbi Yonis and Eibashetz brings down a beautiful pshat here. And he says that the Ma'aras HaMachpela was a place, a resting place only for those tzaddikim that died by Misas Neshika, by Hashem himself, as opposed to through the Malach HaMavis, which almost all humanity um, passes away through that. And Rabbi Yonison brings down like this. He says that the Malach HaMavis is full of eyes. And when a person is ill, the Malach HaMavis stands in the ear above his head. He has a sword and there's a drop of poison at its tip. And when the person notices the Malach HaMavis, He's afraid, and he opens his mouth, and uh, Malcham Avis throws that drop of poison into his mouth, and that's how he dies, and that causes his um, body to deteriorate, and his face to turn a different color, and so on. And uh, Rabbi Yonison says in Yaris Advash that full of eyes means that through a person's Averis, he creates a Malachim that see that Avera, and that's the eyes that we're referring to here, his chatoim. And based on that chazal, Rabbi Yonison says that when Avram Avinu took one look at Sarah, Imenu's face, after she passed away, when she was nifter, and she saw that her face did not turn the whatever color that normally turns, and she looked perfectly healthy, and her face shined as it did in her lifetime, immediately Avram Avinu realized that Sarah's Ptira was unique, it was Misa Sashika. And that's what it means, Vayokam Avraham. He rose up in the presence, literally the, the, the face of his mace, Alpinei. He saw the face. He saw her face and realized that the Malachamavis had no power over her. And she died Misa Sashika. As soon as he realized that, he went to the Bnei Ches, to have Sarah buried in the Ma'aras HaMachpela, like we said, that was the place the person is worthy to enter because that was a place of Kvura for people who died through Misas Neshika. This is Friedman. This is brought down from Panini Malatayra that uh, brings down that Kiryas Arba is Meramiz, that, Avram, that Sarah Imenu did not die through any sin, or any, any, or even else the the hate of the you know other Mauritian, but it left Bikiryas Arba with these four words, the tower of those four words. What four words? The four words in Kriyashma of Hashem Eleikenu, Hashem Echad. And that's what it means. He Chevrain Be'eres Kenoan. Chevrain is a lotion of Chibur to connect. And through those four words, Bikiryas Arba of Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, those through through those four words, Sari Menu connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then Hashem left Bitahara. That's a tremendous Dvar Torah. Another Dvar Torah of Ma'al Pnei Meisa is Merumiz that you should do. Um, tshuva one day before you die, and since you don't know when you're going to die, you need to do tshuva constantly. 
And that's what the Pharisees throw, the Radomska brings down, that um, the whole person's life should be full of tshuva, and that's the way a yid should live. Not in a depressed way, to be nervous. You know, you should always have betach, and Hashem will be kind to you, that you'll have arichas yam b'shanim, and not to get depressed and be nervous about yom misa. But at the same time, at a certain level, yes, to realize today is the last day of my life. I'm allowed to live today. Why am I allowed to live today? So I can leave this world spiritually pure, having done tshuva for anything I did wrong. And the neshama goes up with purity, and agav, that's why it's so important to say kriyash malamita, and in that kriyash malamita, to ask mechila for the averis that you did that day, because that day could be your last day. And at least you, you did tshuva before that. He brings down over here that the Radomska lived that way. Uh, he always had that in mind. He actually was nifter on Parshas Shabbos, Parshas Chayesara. And um, I don't think he's talking about the Teferish Lime, he's talking about um, his son, I believe. But Akaponim, he was nifter Parshas Shabbos, Parshas Chayesara, Friday night he sang Eshes Chayel. And Vatitzchak Machroin, he said many, many times, she will joyfully wait the last, to the last day. He said that many, many times, and he was nifted with those words on his lips. He died in the same manner as he lived, and he never lost sight of the Yoyma Achrein. Bechol, uh, it says, but says in Kehelas, that your, that your garment should be white. What does that mean? That means that it's a muscle, that you're, you should be spiritually clean all the time. Yes, people make mistakes. Everyone sins, everyone makes mistakes, everyone has flaws. But if we constantly live with that mode of today, because we don't know what tomorrow will bring, we try to correct everything we can't correct today, as best as we could, then will so-called, quote-unquote, have the last laugh. That's another Yisoyed in this week's Parsha. A third Yisoyed in this week's Parsha is just in something Rav Pam always was Madgesh. Avram Avinu wanted to choose a wife for Yitzchak, not from the Canaan that they knew they, inher- they inherently did not have good Midas. So he looked for four people in his own mishpacha, and hopefully would find uh, isha that would have good midais, midais taivais, and that's what Avram was looking for. He was not looking for the genius. He was not looking for the geo. He was not looking for the uh, top of the class per se. He was looking for midais taivais, good character traits. And he found, if he found a girl that whose midas were exemplary, that is the zivig for Yitzchak. Her midas will help that her mind should be pure. It has nothing to do with IQ uh, that we call now, or sharfkeit, or sharpness. Um, it has to do with protecting your mind with good midas. If you protect your mind, whatever mind you have, with good midas, then you have a good mind. 
Pnina Malatayr brings down a story from the Chassam Seifer. There were two Bachrim, potential Talmidim, that were brought to the Chassam Seifer at his yeshiva in Pressburg when he had a big yeshiva in Hungary. And um, this Misa happened right after the Antav of Sukkis. And these two Bachrim were very different from one another. And the Chassam Seifer was to make a decision of which Talmud should come to, into his yeshiva. And these two Talmidim were very different from one another. One of them possessed a brilliant mind, was able to grasp and analyze everything. And the other Bachar was a fine ta- person, a big masmid, but he was not blessed with a sharfkite. He did not have a good mind uh, to understand Taira in depth. But he was Miyageya in Tyre. He was a Masmid. They were both good Talmidim. But the Chassam Seifer chose only one. The one who did not lack the natural aptitude. Did not lack, did not have that sharpness. Did not have that goinness. And when he was asked about his decision, and I guess he was only able to accept one, but the Chassam Seifer explained that when the Bachram came into the yeshiva, it was right after Sukkot. And uh, some leaves that were served at the, as the schach covering the sukkah fell to the ground. And he noticed these two Talmidim, and he noticed that the Talmud, whose uh, brilliance would have automatically got him into the yeshiva without a problem, but he had no issue stepping on those leaves that had once been part of the mitzvah of Schach. The other Talmud, although he was intellectually weaker, moved the leaves aside and walked around the leaves because he didn't want to step on an object that was recently a major chilek of a mitzvah of Schach. And the Chassam Seifis says, I'm more interested in accepting a student that's sensitive to the kedusha of the mitzvah and not one that's not sensitive to the Kedusha of a mitzvah. You see from here, just Agav, that Seichel is relative. Again, Hashem um, gives gifts to people. Some are naturally more intelligent than the others, and there's nothing that can be done about it, but they're a klal. Although there's neuroplasticity, and a lot of people could develop their minds to great potential, and a lot of people out there that may seem that they lack a certain type of intelligence, they don't know their own kaychais, and they could be a lot more intelligent than they think they are if they, if they apply themselves and learn those skills. But it is true that there are levels, some are more intelligent than others. But the Nakuda Ikris, the main point of what Hashem desires and what He wants and what really makes a Seichel Toiv is Yeras Hashem, is fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This student, who was intellectually weaker, but still had that Yiras Hashem and that Seichel to, and sensitivity to move aside and not step on leaves that were once Chach, that is intelligence. That is true Seichel. That is the emistic Seichel. And people need to realize this. Very often, people look down on people that are less intelligent, that may not have intellectual gifts. But if they have Yerushamayim, they have a certain Hargosha, that is Seichel Toiv. That is Seichel Toiv. 
He brings down also Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein Shlita brings that there was a Bnei Brak family that incorporated in their children these positive midas. Not an easy thing because sibling rivalry is very, very normal, even in the most chasheva households. It's the natural thing where siblings tend to fight and not get along with each other. Even Ehrlicha siblings, it, it, it's normal. And yet, if there's a way possible to try to work with the children to remove that sibling rivalry, I guess the parents need to be chachamim and how they handle the children. No ksaynes pasim to one over the other. But there's a way to bring out the best in each child to a way that they get along with each other where there's no discord, no fights, that everyone gets along. Like in the Sunday Brak family that he relates, that what they did was is they each related positive episodes about their sibling, his sibling, her sibling, and looked out for good things, positive activities, positive qualities that their brothers and sisters had. This is not the norm in our society. It's not the norm even in within many of our from circle society, but it's something that's kadai to work through and to work into and to be misakin and to try to work that siblings, brothers and sisters should try to get along with one another. It's a great opportunity of Tikkun Amidais. It's actually an excellent opportunity in preparation for marriage. You get along with your siblings, even though it's hard and you're in the same room and you get each other's nerves and you share a bathroom and this hogging the shower and so on and so forth and especially Erev Shabbos and all these nerve-wracking times, whatever it is before Pesach and chores, do this, do that, I'm doing this, you're doing that. It's very easy to have um, rivalry and arguments between siblings, but if you could go beyond that and get along with each other as siblings, it's a big, big step that when you get married, Be'ezus Hashem, that your, your Shalom bias also will be worked and be developed in a very beautiful, enhanced way. So the Musa Haskell, one of them here, is to realize Seichel Toiv is Yerashamayim. That's the true Seichel Toiv. That's true intelligence. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful Shabbos.